Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hello and welcome to the Rest is Football at Question Time with me, Gary Lineker, Micah Richards and um, Alan Shearer. And before we start answering your questions, um, Micah, can I just say thank you very much? I have here in front of me a positive COVID test. Oh, oh, Gary! <laughs> oh, no, Micah! I can only apologise. Can I'm I just so- say, can I just say, Micah, when I said whatever happens with this podcast, we'll share everything equally. I did not. <laughs> Not mean fucking COVID. Okay. <laughs> Having spent two days alongside you, um, and I, yes, I started to feel unwell yesterday. So anyway, but don't worry, don't worry. I'm I'm manning up and being tough about it, and I'm going to bed straight after we've done. <laughs> so that was the best thing I ever did was turn you two down the invitation to come and sit with you two nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Six bites of Guinness in a game of football was much better for you, wasn't it? Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't feel too bad. I don't feel too bad. How are you now, Mark? You've, have you recovered yet? I have had a negative test now. So I'm going to be back out in the gym today. And yeah, so hopefully, Gary, it won't be too long before you're okay. Okay. I'm sure I'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. But thank you for your kind thoughts. <laughs> Um, right, let's let's get cracking on and answering your questions. Um, you sent them in by your hundreds, and once again, obviously we can't answer them all, but we'll we'll do our best to answer as many as possible. Therefore, I should get cracking. One from Lee first, following on from our uh, last conversation when Alan had um, had a few in the back of his car. He says, uh, following Newcastle's eight different goal scorers against Sheffield United, have you been involved in a high-scoring game and not been on the score sheet and got a Annoyed. That probably doesn't apply to you, this one, Micah. <laughs> I'll, sit, I'll sit this one out, shall I? Uh, well, I think every high scoring um, scoreline, you would not have featured on it. So. <laughs> I don't know whether I can, uh, I can remember too many, but I always, if we, if we had a scored two or three and I hadn't, and we won, that yes, I was delighted that we won, but there was always a tinge of disappointment, should we say, that uh, that I had gotten the uh, got on the score sheet, and I still would be uh, if if I was out at night or when I was get when I got in, ooh, I would still be angry that I hadn't uh, I hadn't scored. Definitely, yeah. You you must be the same, eh? Absolutely the same. Absolutely, it didn't matter whether we won one nil, two nil, three nil, four nil. If I hadn't scored, it wasn't quite the same. Um, I remember one game in particular when we played Yugoslavia away um, with England, and I, I I told the story about Terry Butch, you know, when he was shaking the the wire mesh. 
Um, we were four nil up in 20 minutes and I hadn't scored and I was just so desperate to get in on the act and it it, it didn't happen. So, no, I think I think most goal scorers are like that. Um, and But you only really admit it when your career's over. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. I think the right words are selfish fuckers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Um, this one probably will apply to you, Micah, um, more than anybody else. Um, from Jamie Wright. Uh, what was the first or most wild big purchase that you made when you received your first big paycheck as a professional footballer? Expecting something outrageous from Micah here. <laughs> well, I'm going to go down a different route. It was a court case and that was expensive. But that, that was you think to yourself. <laughs> what, what, he said, How does what's that your work? biggest purchase? As, as I got my first check... I had a big purchase, which was a court case. Go on, explain. So basically, I had uh, an agent at the time. And for legal reasons, I won't mention names. But I had Agent A. And I wasn't particularly happy with their services. Because you know what it's like. We've all been there. When everyone wants you... The, the, they give up this big dossier, don't they? They give you everything you want to hear, Micah, in 10 years. This is when he retires. This is how much he's going to earn. Honestly, it gets embarrassing. So I was there for a, a couple of months and realised basically I was just a piece of meat. So I'd had enough. I was like, okay, I want to stay at Man City for the rest of my career now. I'll just get one of my family members, which in this case was my dad to represent me. My contract had finished with this agent, but they said the negotiations had started within that time period. So my contract finishes with that agent. I'm now, it's just me and my dad. I go do my deal. The big deal that we've talked about many times. We don't need to go into the, the to the numbers. Um... <laughs> And then I get a phone call, I'm being sued. So I'm thinking, sued for what? The contract's finished. I'm not exaggerating. My first paycheck, I didn't get to spend for about six months later, half a million within legal cost, with settlement cost and extra fees. Did over you actually six win months. the case? Well, yes, it was. It, it came to it came to a settlement, and I had to pay like hundred and fifty grand in 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 a settlement case. So in the first six months of my career, like I didn't. No, no wonder I went wild for the for the next two or three years. <laughs> didn't get to spend a damn penny. That was a nice welcome to football present. That one <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Jesus. Horrible, horrible. That's not quite the answer I expect. I was expecting a like, <laughs> massive trip to Vegas or a, or a Lamborghini or. <laughs> Can I just say you've more than made up for that though, haven't you, over the years? <laughs> oh, I tell you what. <laughs> my uh, my first one was at Southampton, you know, when uh, as soon as I scored my hat-trick, four days later I signed a pro contract. And bearing in mind I had been as a YTS player 27 50 a week I was on for a couple of years. And my uh, when I signed the pro contract a few days later, I was suddenly gone from 27 quid a week to £225 a week. And I got £6,000 signing on fee. And I went out straight away and I bought my first car. £3,995. A Ford Escort. Red it was. My <laughs> wrench was B993XHT. <laughs> so if it's still it out there somewhere, that uh, was my very first car. I thought I was the multi-billionaire. What did he say on the play? Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> B1. <laughs> 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 
Marty. My my first paycheck, and this is how things have, have, oh. have changed a little bit. My first paycheck was um, sixteen pounds in an envelope with a separate envelope with a fiver in it. Um, for my mum, because um, I was a local lad, most of the um, players that had joined the club came from far away. So they're always all in digs. So therefore they got all the food free. So you got an extra fiver if you were local um, to put in. You'd be careful, by the way, you'll have the tax man after you. (laughs) (laughs) They're always after you, aren't they? Um, So yeah, but my mum never took it. She said, no, 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 she never took it, bless her. So when I say a fiver, that's a fiver, not five million, Micah. <laughs> 500,000 or anything like that. What year, what year are we talking here though, Gary, please? What, um, just, just for a little bit start, of context. Alan, before you start, I'm going to say the right year. It was, um, that would be, I joined um, Leicester in 1977. Mm. Long, long ago. Um, well, it was still good money for then, no? What, no, well, that was, an, that was an apprentice money. I was, I, I don't mind saying that, that how things have changed. I, I signed my first professional contract and I, I earned a hundred quid a week. And that was, that would be 1978. And then I had that contract for about three years and then signed a new one when I thought I was really rich, when I was um, put up to 400 quid a week. And that was what I was earning when I left Leicester at 24. So yeah, now you can add three zeros to that for the... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for the yeah. players, but all good, all good. <laughs> right, let's find another question. Um, right, here you go. Based on your own assessment of your abilities, uh, self-aggrandisement or depreciation aside, what sort of players do you think you would each be today? What traits would coaches see and seek to shape you around? Blimey. Oh, my word. I, I think Alan and myself would be exactly the same as we <laughs> no were back in the day. No difference. Ho- hovering around the box, looking yeah. to pound. <laughs> Mike, I, I think you might be different because you've got, you know, you know, obviously every fullback wants to be a proper player somewhere in the side, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> do, you know, do you know the role that John Stones has got now or Trent? I reckon we could see Micah drifting into the midfield mm. and using his skill and vision and everything else in that midfield, pinging <laughs> balls around. Canelo, am I dreaming here or what? Uh, I think Mike is enjoying it though. On, Mike. It. Tell me more, Alan. <laughs> Where would you really like to play, Micah? Real, realistically yeah. if you had more oh. ability obviously <laughs> <laughs> um, up front come yeah. on everyone wants yeah. to play up front exactly. no one wants to be a right back it's, it's rubbish right back I, I know it's different now the modern day fullback getting a lot of love and they can be the most important person on the field in terms of assists and starting attacks but come on everyone wants to be a striker how many kids do you hear at school saying, oh, I want to be a right back? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> when, I, when I grow up, I want to be a right back. Yeah. <laughs> where, uh, are you, where are you, by the way, Alan? You look, you've got like an interesting kind of uh, <laughs> decoration behind you. I'm in Spain, Gary. Um, play, on I a just, golf trip, uh, aren't I'm you? I'm on a little three-day golf trip with uh, seven of my pals, yeah, so. Oh, blimey, yeah. that could get heavy. You've had um, a great couple of days, haven't you, Alan? I you know, get the, yeah. If, the uh, if, if Carlsberg yeah. did a few days, then this is it, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al, Al loves a golf trip. Um, yeah. Right, um, I've got one from Garrison 
Alan, uh, who do you think is the most complete footballer? Someone who is good at all aspects of the game. Don't say yourself, Micah. De Bruyne, <laughs> yeah, that's a good De Bruyne. I, I think he's as good as there is around at this moment in terms of ability, technique, goals, assists. You can do past or present as well, I, I, I suppose. Um, but De, De Bruyne's a good shout. have to be a midfield player, really, wouldn't it? Because you do need to have many aspects yeah. to your game. I would actually go, um, if we can go all time, maybe someone like Brian Robson. I, I honestly yeah. think if um, Robbo had a stayed um, fit, because he kind of broke down in both World Cups that I played in 86 and 90, I think we'd have had a real good chance of of, of winning one of those, uh, particularly Italia 90, I think. Because in Italia 90, we actually played a mid... Do you know what the midfield three was? Go on. Gascoigne, Waddle, Platt. There is not a defensive oh, yeah. cell in their bodies. Mm. And um, and we, 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 we still only conceded one and we played some really good stuff. But I think Robbo Do you think he might. gets the appreciation that he should do, Robbo? Because uh, certainly from our, our area, but... I mean, uh, do you know the likes of, of, I mean, Micah, your age and, and younger than you? I mean, he was, he, Robbo was an oh. unbelievable midfielder, wasn't he? He, was. he had everything, didn't he? Yeah, except he did get, he had a Injured. lot of injuries in his career yeah. and, and particularly yeah. at, the, uh, at the prime times. I remember I played, um, I'd broken into the England squad while I was still at Leicester. Um, so I got to know Brian Robson, who was the then captain of England. And um, we... <laughs> We then played them in, I think it might have been a League Cup tie. It was certainly a midweek night game at Old Trafford. And before the game, our then manager, Gordon Milne, um, he started talking about the tactics and the and defensive corners. And he said, right, um, you so-and-so mark him, you mark him, you mark him. And Gary, I want you to come back, stand on the edge of the box and pick up Brian Robson. So I've gone, you want me to do What? And he went, yeah, I want you to mark Brian. I said, me against Brian Robson? And he said, don't worry, we've had them watched. He stays out on the edge of the box and they've scored one or two goals from it being breaking out. All you've got to do is stand. I said, well, if he sees I'm marking him, that might change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever been brought back for a corner. <laughs> so, so anyway... Um, so anyway, the first corner of the game comes, uh, it's about 10 minutes in and I'm, and Robbo's there and I run back and I stand next to him on the edge of the box and, and Brian Robson looks up, he just gives me a look and he goes, what are you doing? I said, well, I I'm marking you and I, so he's, <laughs> and he's just laughed. He's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, 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 this is true. The corner comes in. Well, he doesn't stand on the edge of the box, does he? He charges in. I'm going back with him. And he heads it. It hits the bar bounces over. And I'm knocked. I'm like flying, lying on the six-yard box <laughs> on the floor. 15 minutes later, there's another corner. It comes in. The ball and me both end up in the back of the net. Brian Robson <laughs> score. <laughs> And we're running back to, I'm running going back to the halfway line, and he's just laughing in my, laughing at me. Okay. So I, I get in half, I get in half time, and and I just go, well, I, I told you, I told, and he's and he's and Gordon's gone, oh, just just stay up. <laughs> just, just stay up. That, well, that's it. That, if you had been good at that, you'd have been taking two years off your career because coming back every mm. single time you're defending for a corner or a throwing, honestly, it was absolutely knackering. I hated doing that. Yeah. Oh, me too. I hate going back for corners. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's pointless anyway. Never gonna win one. 
Next question um, from Dan Wooten. Uh, what was the moment you all knew your life was changed and that you were going to make it as a professional footballer? Oh, I knew exactly the moment. I was 16, 17. I just made my debut, yeah. And every agent was after me. Like I said in my <laughs> early answer. Yeah, you picked the wrong so one though, didn't you? Ended up crossing you off a million. So basically, he, he picks me up in his Ferrari. Oof, I'm thinking, if, yes. Hang on a minute, Michael. This is hang a on moment. a minute, hang on a minute. Good. Your agent picked you up in a Ferrari. Well, okay. Let me set that the scene a little itself, bit more. You should go, mm, a bit of a red flag. You're not red smell Ferrari. a rat there, Michael. No. <laughs> <laughs> but let me say, but he's, he's driving his Ferrari through Chapel Town as well. So, you know, I, I think I'm one of the man, Deb, you get me? I think I'm one of the guys. So if someone picks you up, in a Ferrari, Gaza now. You feel like the man, so... Can you tell me what the mandem means? I've heard Ian Wright say it all the time. I've heard you say it occasionally. Tell me what mandem is. So the mandem is just like the guys, a couple of your friends. Yeah. A couple Micah, of the guys, yes. Do you feel Do you feel as if you're answering to your fucking granddad here or what? <laughs> well, I'm probably old enough to be his granddad. Just about. I feel it this morning. <laughs> Go on, Micah. You're in the Ferrari. So we're in the Ferrari. We're having a fantastic time. We do a little bit of shopping. We talk about what's next. <laughs> shopping with their agent in their Ferrari. We're doing a bit of shopping. It's a oh. convertible and everything. It's fantastic. Of course it is. <laughs> we go to a, um, a steak restaurant. I think, I think it was Gaucho back in the day. I'm having a, a whale of a time. It gets to about seven, eight o'clock. Maybe a little bit later, where do we end up? Strip club. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? We took me to a strip club. Oh, dear. And oh. basically were saying, this is the life you could lead. <laughs> so, hey, if you concentrate, you can have all of this, all of what we have done. Today, oh Ferrari, shopping, gaucho, strip clubs. <laughs> oh my God. That's what, that's what I knew. My that's God. what I knew I had, had made it. That's what I knew, yeah, it was time. I'd like to make it clear to all young listeners that that's not necessarily the best approach towards being successful. <laughs> Professional Michael Richards, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. I, on, on, on that, I absolutely need a break. Uh, Mike is whizzing down the strip club. Welcome back to the Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, uh, Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. Uh, Micah, we've, we've, we took a bit of recovering from, from that story. Um, <laughs> so I've got a question here from John Campbell. Who is the most famous non-footballer contact on your phone and what was the last message you received? Uh, my guess... Big Meeks, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Alan, <laughs> Anton Deck, probably a good yeah. shout. And yeah. uh, he says Sir Gary, but it's, it's not that, don't he? Uh, um, an ex-Prime Minister or possibly royalty. Boing, boing. Um, must be a West Brom fan if he's going boing, boing. So, um, Alan, you definitely have Anton Deck in your phone, yeah. Oh, it was an invite. It was an invite to a fundraiser with Anton Deck. Um, 
5th of September that was. So yeah, Ant and Deccan, mine, yeah. There you go. They're big hitters though, aren't they? You'll have some big hitters. I, 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 honestly, I, I literally, apart from footballers, I don't. I oh. have people who message me on Instagram. You guys wouldn't have seen Top Boy, would you? The, the main character, the Shane in Top Boy. Uh, he messaged me recently. Uh, oh, there you go. So that's, yeah, he's called Ashley Walters is yeah. his real name. But no, I don't really keep, I don't want to be like that groupy type, you know? Yeah, I don't want to message like, I message people in our industry because that's what we know, you know? But outside of that, it's not for me. Let me think. I've got, I've got, I've got quite a few, I suppose, <laughs> on, non footballing ones. Yeah, but you're a politician, a, a broadcaster, <laughs> a model. I've got a few politicians on my phone, but I ain't mentioning that. Hey, hang on, wait, let, hang on, let's go. What the hell was those pictures I saw you, Gary, at the weekend? <laughs> you mean, you mean. Come on, you, what the fuck is going on there? Tell us. You mean the pictures you're of the sex symbol, the of the sex symbol. <laughs> Which is in the headline. Oh, oh, when when did the pictures? What? When did those pictures go out? Can they're we, out. Can, are they out already? They're out in the. They were out in the Sunday Times this week. There was a feature, um, and um, all I'll say is never take yourself too seriously. Um, there was some ridiculous outfit. It was a very very famous um, photographer, a German guy called Jürgen Teller, and it was like a. It was a high fashion shoot. Uh, nothing you'd know about, um, Alan. <laughs> Micah, Micah only dreams. They actually did say to me, this is the sort of stuff that Micah Richards would wear. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bit of fun. But the thing is, we did it in uh, my local village and um, it was a bit embarrassing. I was walking out in these ridiculous outfits. <laughs> Were you strutting down the street and stuff like that? I was like strutting, that? I was strutting. I was strutting down the street oh, like it went Gallagher. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> for, those who, for those of you that are not watching, that you're listening, Micah has just found one of the um, pictures where I'm bizarrely told me to sit in, uh, sit in the bottom of a tree. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Micah, I got a couple of the pictures off my mates and just saying, sent the pictures through with a headline, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to change the subject. Oh, actually, I've not, I've not, I've not answered the question, have I? Um, oh. I don't know, I'd probably go, well, I've got Ryan Reynolds, um, he, I just texted right. him the Ooh. other week because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get him on to um, appear on here. Um, to have a little chat with us at some point about life at how it's going at Wrexham and stuff. Um, question from Russ Charles. Can each of you name a player who didn't win a Ballon d'Or that you think deserved it over the winner for that year? I'm going to start. Yes, 1986 and me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not got over it to this day because genuinely in those days, of course, um, and it, uh, up until uh, fairly recently, the Ballon d'Or was... European Football of the Year. Otherwise, Diego Maradona would have walked it. Um, so I'm not sure when that changed. But um, so nowadays it's the whole world. Um, but um, the Ballon d'Or was always a big thing abroad rather than necessarily here. But I was at Barcelona at the time. I, you know, I'd sc top score in the World Cup, scored bags of goals at Everton and then started really well at Barcelona. And I, I thought I'd definitely win it. Um, and what happened was, because Eastern Europe had never had a winner 
um, and all the countries got together and voted for a guy called Igor Belenov, who had a reasonable World Cup and scored one seriously absolute, scored one absolute banger. Um, I didn't do anything else particularly that that year. Not that I'm bitter. Said bitter. Let it go, Gary. Let it go. I can't let it go. It's gone. Uh, well, it's gone. I, I I didn't have it in my hand to let it go. That's the thing. <laughs> um, 1995, it changed, Alan, to the to the whole world. Um, right. Yeah. I think yeah. 96. I'm not sure whether it was European footballer or f- I'm not sure Ballon d'Or. I, I was I was third. I think. Who I think it? if I'm right, was it Sammer? Yeah, was it? Is it? Was Good it Matthias Sammer, yes, the right. centre half? Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> centre half winning that. I know, I mean, but they won, the Euros, player, now, but, I know, yeah, they won the Euros, didn't they? They won the Euros. Micah, who do you, can you think of anyone uh, that should I'm, have won a Ballon d'Or? I'm going to say Thierry Henry. It's a good shout. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 2003, some, something like that. Um, I think Nedved won it and Henri had so Correct. many goals mm. and so many assists. And I just thought, like, what did he have to do to, to win that award, which is yeah. is disheartening. And it's, it's, it's so bad, like, I don't even mention it to him, you know, when I'm working with him on, on CBS. Like, it's one of those where you can... I have a joke with people, but yeah. I never mentioned that because I know. <laughs> it was I also know the Invincibles as well, wasn't it? That yes, 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 yes. He's probably like me. He's just bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thomas, give me your dream midfield three of the Premier League era. Oh, what did you just go, Gerard Lampard and Skulls? And then, then we don't have, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to argue which ones. Which one's better and all that sort of, or would you, to be honest, you'd have to have um, De Bruyne in there, wouldn't you? De Bruyne's in for sure. Depends what kind of balance you want, whether you want a balanced midfield three, you could put someone like Rodri. Kante. Or, or Kante, would I, I think he'd be a holding player. No, Vieira. Vieira. I mean, this, I mean, this, is, this oh. is a hell of a difficult thing, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Vieira holding. Yeah. Vieira or Keane, could be any of the two. Kevin De Bruyne and Steven Gerrard. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go. Okay. What are you going now? I would have Kante in there. I would definitely have De Bruyne in there. I mean, oh, you're not even, how can you, I'm Vieira, Keane, Scholes, Gerrard, Lampard. Gerrard would have to be in there as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Angola Kante, uh, drink water, and Okazaki <laughs> just ahead of him. <laughs> That COVID's got to his head. Oh, it really has. It's really got to my head. Um, I've got one from um, Alistair Campbell. Mm. Alistair Campbell, could it? Hang on. Uh, Why did you send me a video of Burnley losing a home game to Man United in the year I was born? It is that Alistair Campbell. Uh, (laughs) Just as I arrived at the ground on Saturday night. And and why was our second goal at Forest ruled out? Thanks. Um, Well, Alistair, if you're listening, um, I sent you that video because I thought it was a spectacular piece of footage and of Turf Moor back in the, I think it was the late 50s, um, of a match played between Burnley and Manchester United. And it was kind of, you know, when they do that now that pictures used to be black and white and they turn into colour. I didn't even know you'd lost um, that game way back when. It was just to show you the images. So <laughs> um, apologies if it upset you. Um, and you can't blame me for your defeat um, against Manchester United. Um, he's also asking uh, why our second goal at Forest was ruled out. It was another one of those... Um, Handballs, wasn't it? Just inside of his arm. We're not, we're not talking. We're not talking about them again, are we? The referees and the VAR. We, 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 we're bored of that now, aren't we? I mean, 
let's stop giving the airtime. Maybe if we stop talking about it, maybe they'll just do better. Maybe they love the limelight, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they might change the stupid fucking law anyway. <laughs> I think I think that's going to come, don't you? I think we've yes, got wind of it. I think you're way for looking at it. and um... They have to look at the reaction of the professional players, the people in the professional game and the fans. They have to look at the anger um, and realise that that is not correct. And moving forward, it has to change. Hmm. Last question. From Adam Sharp, if you were all currently players in your prime, which team would you all want to play for and why, past or present? Man City. Man City, no. Goals, goals, goals. Yeah. I mean, goals. You just guarantee goals. Look at at Haaland now. He's a magnificent player. There's no doubt about it. But the chances that he gets, the goals he scores, the chances he misses sometimes, which is fine. You've got to get in there. So I would uh, I would say Man City because you guaranteed goals yeah. and success. Good answer. I, I probably would say the same as Al, but I'd be different. I'd go with the Arsenal Invincibles. I'd I'd love to to play in that team. I just yeah, think... but then they might not be invincibles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you give me COVID. <laughs> Touche then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go. I mean, I was thinking Man City myself, but I'm going to go back a little bit and play for the the Barcelona side of 2010, that kind of era. Xavi, Busquets, Iniesta, PK, Pujol, Dani Alves, all that lot. Messi, of course. And yours truly up front. Oh, I imagine how many goals you'd score in that team, eh? Wow! That was, I think, I think that might, I think that might be the best team, best club side ever. Maybe uh, there's you could probably have put up Milan, um, the great Real Madrid team of Puskas and Di Stefano. Um, they won five trophies, I think, that season as well, 2010. That's a good way to conclude it um, with some uh, brilliant football teams that uh, past and present. Um, I'm going to bed. Uh, (laughs) Micah thank you very much Uh, Alan too Um, goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me have a good day